Um, I'm going to take out Superman. Okay. Just based on the number of books. Yep. I don't feel like we would say anything new about it. Well, after what, what, 13, 14 years of this podcast, we're probably not saying anything new about anything, Paul. Isn't that true about comics comics in general, sometimes forced to watch some television that I don't much care for. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think I know that who, feeling. I know that folks who are in uh, relationships, uh, frequently, you know, suffer this fate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right before we, uh, we started recording this morning. I was, uh, in, in the, the, the den forced to watch, uh, a cooking show that my wife enjoys. It's the kitchen on food network. Oh, and uh no. that's the one with like multiple hosts yeah it's and got, it's like, the sandwich guy on there yeah, yes no. yeah it's a terrible show that one's rough that's like good morning. I, it's like one of those um it, it is it's like good morning america yeah. but in your kitchen mm-hmm. and See, i uh, i thankfully don't know that one because we dropped cable so we don't have uh cooking network anymore i have to watch youtube cooking shows now and i can't stand any of these people on the show uh, you got Katie Lee who kind of talks like this and she just irritates the living fuck out of me. <laughs> and, you know, she, they're, they're, they're doing their, uh, their, you know, it's January. So of course, you know, we have to immediately, you know, downshift into, uh, eating healthy, you know, from the horrible, horrible things that we've done to our bodies, uh, during the holiday season. And so she's making a, a, a black bean veggie burger and, and it's a good way to stretch your meat, she says. <laughs> <laughs> and, Does uh, her voice clear up like that when she says <laughs> In my head, it did. <laughs> Sorry, that just tickled me this morning. Yeah. And, you know, the, the sandwich guy, I forget that guy's name. I but, you know, he's got a real sort of, uh, you know, East Coast sort of, so, so, sort of accent. You he know? could be from anywhere on the East Coast. Yeah. And, you know, Terry Hatcher is on because they have they have guests on oh, the ship. OK. Yeah. And is I'm she just, still super hot. Well, of course, because that, that, that is the perennial nature of Terry Hatcher. And the whole time I'm like, you know, that he had her sign his copy of the Terry Hatcher issue a Playboy. Yeah. Could you just <laughs> sign right here? And and, you know, so she makes these veggie cakes, you know, like a crab cake, but with vegetables. And uh, I'm like, he says, I can eat 15 of these. And I'm like, yeah, I can eat 15 of these. I can eat 15 of these, but I got to eat them out of my left hand because, you know, I'm, I'm going to be looking at the uh, the Playboy issue with Terry Hatcher and my right hand's going to be busy, if you know what I mean. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, All of a sudden, he's Andrew Dice Clay. He does kind of have a Dice Clay uh, 
<laughs> vibe to him now that now that we're talking about it. I'm so glad I have no idea who this guy is. It's a terrible show. It is terrible show. I mean, this is what happens when you're in between shows, Aaron. Now that you're done with your Yellowstone and the new episode I'm done of with... 1883 hasn't come out yet. What the fuck? I I was all ready to watch episode four of 1883 last night, and I was like, what the why? Why, why don't I have a new episode? I uh, I think it's tomorrow. Now, you know, so, we, you know, we are, now that we are in a Tyler Sher- or Taylor Sheridan uh, drought, because, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I don't think Jen is much interested in Mayor of Kingstown. So I'm going to end up watching that one by myself. Uh, we, we we have picked up, you know, in, in, when you, because Yellowstone is Cable's number one show. In fact, I think it's television's number one show right now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when whenever you pop open, you know, if you follow Yellowstone, you'll get all these like suggested things, and it's like, hey, you know, here's five other shows to watch if you like Yellowstone. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. all right. And some of them are things like I'm never gonna watch, but then there was, right. but on almost every single one of them is Succession. I can see that. And um, so we started on Succession. Uh, Do you like it? I haven't watched it. We have. Seen what the first is it two about? Episodes. It is. Um, it is very similar to Yellowstone. In yeah, the, in that everyone's horrible. In that everyone's <laughs> horrible, but it is yeah. about a father and his children. Um, except in this situation, it's about the father is Brian Cox, and he is playing a media conglomerate, like the CEO of a media conglomerate company. Very Rupert uh, Murdoch. Right. In fact, right. like instantly, I was like, this is Rupert Murdoch. And I looked it up, and they're like, it's not inspired by Rupert Murdoch. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah, my um, ass. <laughs> like clear like it's literally like he, he he owns this media conglomeration that also owns theme parks and television stations and move you know in movie studios and stuff like that so it's about him and his um children uh his children are played by folks like alan rock um and kieran uh, culkin culkin and they're yeah. i mean everyone is excellent in the show um and you know it's it, it it's called succession because you know he is in his mid eighties in failing health and it's about you know what his family does again I'm only two episodes in <laughs> but right. it, it is you know and there's three seasons of it so I'm pretty sure he's still alive um, yeah. three seasons it's in <laughs> jockeying for power yeah in jockeying position, for right? power yeah um, but you know very much it but I could see why there's a comparison to Yellowstone because it's very much about a father and his kids and protecting what's what's theirs but. Right. Um, you know, the thing, the difference between Yellowstone and Succession is that they're a different kind of awful, um, right. <laughs> you know, because Yellowstone is, is, is like rich Montana awful, you know, like, you know, if you betray them, they'll, they'll, they'll take you out in Succession, at least in the first few episodes, they're like rich people awful, right? <laughs> like, right. like, you know, it, it, like look down upon the less fortunate, you know, poor people kind of awful. Well, and, and there's a real... There's a real sense in Yellowstone about how fragile their position is, right? And that as much money as they clearly have, it's never enough because of how fragile their position is. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, you know, so I'm two episodes in. I will keep you guys updated uh, on whether it's worth watching. It's on HBO Max right now. Um, You know, everybody loves it. You know, we have not watched it here uh, just because the the, uh, trailers were not appetizing but yeah, you know so never know. we just went right in based on the recommendations yeah. so speaking uh, of trailers i saw one yesterday that i don't know if i find this incredibly horrible or just horrible enough to be interesting have you guys seen the trailer for pam and tommy 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with this. It is a mini series about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's oh, sex no. tape. Oh no! Yeah, Sebastian Stan plays uh, Tommy Lee. Uh, Seth, oh no! Seth Rogen is the guy who basically gets his hand on the sex tape and and releases it. it it's yeah. very well, much about. It's also like, got. It, it's also got Andrew Dice Clay and like hey, it's yo. some big names. <laughs> <laughs> I love Andrew Dice Clay. Big names. Uh, <laughs> who's playing Pamela Anderson? Lily, Lily James. Yeah, Lily James. I don't think I know who that is. I think she played. Funny enough, I think she played like Cinderella or something like that <laughs> in a live action movie. It, 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 uh, she looks very. They all look very much. Um, they all both of them look very much like Pam and Tommy. Uh, yeah, it, it is very. It, it looks like um, a dramedy kind of thing, right? So, right. but I mean, I'm looking honestly. It, it it seems crazy wacky, but it's going to be a Hulu show. I'll check it out. Um, well, I tell you, I watched. I tried to watch uh, Being the Ricardos. I think is what it's called. The yeah. new Aaron Sorkin yeah, film. Yeah, I was curious film. about that. It's terrible. Is it real? Oh, it, it is. Well, because. Uh, Nicole Kidman is doing a very unconvincing Lucille Ball impersonation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it the, there's stunt casting. I, I feel like all the supporting actors are really good. I re, in fact, I really enjoyed the supporting actors. But Javier Bardem uh, as uh, he's he he does not act with a Cuban accent in this you know and you know he's he is a spanish you know actor i i I believe and his accent is not cuban in the slightest Hmm. and he doesn't have yeah desi arnaz was an incredibly charismatic man uh there is a reason why he got all the tail he got (laughs) and uh, you know javier bardem does not come across that way you know the actor himself is not nearly as handsome as desi arnaz was and he just doesn't bring forth any of the personal charm or physical charm that Desi Arnaz has. And I just did not for a moment by Nicole Kidman as, as Lucille Ball. And I'm not a big Lucille Ball fan, but I, I she's got a remarkable story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, she she and Desi Lu created a lot of the foundation that gives us the pop culture that we have today. And so I, I, I think that historically in terms of pop culture, they're they're They are uh, iconic figures. I thought this was a really poor treatment and that's hard for me to say because I really like Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Uh, but boy, I, I could, I, I think I made it half an hour through it and I'm like, okay, hey, this is garbage. Wow. So you know, I, yeah, um... I did not care for it. You know, kind of on the same token, last or the other day, the Tender Bar uh, was released on Amazon Prime. Uh, right. The Tender Bar is the new Ben Affleck um, movie directed by George Clooney. Um, mm. And it's about, um, it, it's the story of a writer. Uh, I don't remember the, the writer's name off the top of my head. J.R. something. Um, but it, it's, it's a true story. It's about his memoir of growing up and, you know, basically, you know, absent a, a real father he his uncle essentially becomes his father figure throughout his life his uncle owns a bar um there are some regulars at the bar and you know they all kind of become friends and it it follows this writer from childhood uh to you know his adult life where you know he kind of goes off on his own and you know again it features ben affleck ty sheridan um christopher lloyd's in it directed by um george clooney all of those elements (laughs) <laughs> I liked, I like, but 
I, I would say the weak one here was George Clooney. Um, the actors were great, but the story was so poorly put together hmm. um, that it, it, it basically felt, you know, the emotional weight of the film was lost in that it, it basically follows this kid. Like, like nothing is, is given enough time or weight to really have an emotional impact. Right. Um, which is a shame because, you know, they, they're, they're saying Ben Affleck could really win an Academy Award for his performance in this movie. And he's, he is, he's excellent in it. Um, but there, the, the film is just so for, for me, it, it feels like they took like every other chapter of the book and made a movie out of it. Huh. A kind of thing like, okay, we're jumping around in time. I, I'm normally okay with that, but like all of a sudden he's in love with this girl and they're making a big deal out of it. But all we've really seen is a one night stand from them before. It's, it's, it's so disjointed and, it was really a bummer and you know it's kind of indicative of a lot of media releases this this year that it's or this past year right it feels like you know it feels like we didn't miss much by not right. by not much right. being out in theaters you know other than than spider-man and shang chi which is a shame because they're both marvel movies i didn't really love much that came out in theaters last year um so i'm you know i'm I'm hopeful for for 2022. It's not off to a great start. You know, Morbius, which was originally supposed to come out in February, has been delayed uh, till April 1st. Um, Disney has decided that their new Pixar movie will not be released in theaters because Encanto bombed. They're just going to release it straight to Disney+. Plus. I got to tell you, you know, a lot of the streamers are like, okay, you know, a lot of the the production companies are thinking, okay, well, we're not going to do the streaming in 2022 because we're back in theaters. And I think Omicron is going to uh, <laughs> make some. Yeah, make yeah, some is, is, yeah, because I the I mean, so much stuff here in Texas is closing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I I follow a lot of local business on Instagram, and the my Instagram is peppered with "We are closed this weekend." Um, and you know, that's hard. That is, that is a hard decision for, uh, businesses to make, but the reason why they're doing it is they don't, they can't staff, Yeah. you know, the, the, their staff is out sick. Yeah. Uh, it is crazy how fast this one's spreading. Three yeah. of my coworkers have it. Yeah. I tell you what, when we came back to work on Monday and by the way, five days in a row working five days in a row, it was terrible. like animals. I mean, that is just uncivilized. So I have a slight story there. Well, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it seems like everybody I've talked to has had some kind of COVID outbreak during their uh, Christmas gatherings. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we didn't because we, we you know, I've got a, my, my wife is immunocompromised right now. And so we have not uh, uh, been getting together with folks. But, man, everybody who did, I mean, it was like, yeah, you know, we got exposed or everybody came down with it. So I worked five days in a row this week, but Monday was actually a holiday. I didn't have to work. And me and two coworkers didn't realize that until around <laughs> 4 p.m. after we worked all day. <laughs> you just thought it was a quiet day. Honestly, it kind of felt like a holiday. No one was Honestly, working on Monday. That's it wasn't right. that quiet because three of us were all on and we were talking to each other. That's well, funny. and... Uh, what happened to me uh, yesterday was it was like ghost town after about three o'clock. 
Oh yeah. And I'm like, what happened, everybody? <laughs> Why something happened? You know, About five days broke us. Four after four days, right. we were done. That's right. Because I it left around uh, two o'clock yesterday. But I but I had to take my dog to a, a haircut appointment. Priorities. Uh-huh. Priorities. <laughs> she had to get her hair set. She did. She did. She has. She she looks <laughs> lovely now. Her her nails are trimmed and everything. And well, that's that actually why. That's actually why I have to, to, to bump out early today is uh, I'm taking the dogs to the groomer. Oh, okay. Well, so I have, I've got enough. stinky dogs. Stinky, stinky dogs. dogs. <laughs> well, with my extra time yesterday while I was waiting for her to get groomed, um, I got caught up on my uh, comics. And I, I have mm-hmm. a Batman double feature this week um, because, I don't know, DC just doesn't – can't figure out how to – alternate weeks on their comic releases anymore yeah no doubt i mean it was it was so superman heavy this week yeah and yeah. uh and, and batman heavy so both batman yeah. and 119 and detective comics 1047 came out um briefly because i'm the only one who read it batman 119 is the continuation of the batman incorporated abyss uh, you know batman overseas um storyline and you know aaron and i were relatively lukewarm on the first issue, but I had read about Lex Luthor being involved in this more and more, and Lex Luthor, you know, Lex Luthor took over Batman Incorporated and seen some preview images. So I gave it a shot. Um, I gave it one more issue to see if it would turn me around, and I gotta say, it turned me around. This, this did it really? It was really damn good. Um, huh. Primarily, uh, the there is a lot of interaction, kind of like Succession. Of rich people doing rich people things, um, uh-huh. you know, yeah. Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne, you know, having a dinner together, and you know, kind of the the banter between them, and it's just such a great scene, um, you know, especially because you know, for for anyone who's not caught up on Batman, Bruce Wayne is broke now, uh, right. you know, I mean, bro, you know, rich people broke. He's rich people broke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's rich people broke. But Lex Luthor is still rich people rich, um, right. and so you know, it's kind of you know the the, the banter between them. Uh, about that and I, I really really enjoyed this issue and the art is so good and on top of that um carl kershaw who was one of the co-creators and um regular writers uh, and artists on uh, gotham academy uh returns to maps mizuguchi um in the backup feature and i always loved gotham uh, academy and so it was fun to see uh maps you know in, in the backup story so i i batman 119 damn it <laughs> really really kind of sucked me back in because i really that's, enjoyed it that's encouraging uh, and it's also encouraging to hear how you're describing lex luther because i feel like the character has been since bendis took over superman i feel like the character has been at loose ends yeah um i really enjoyed the portrayal of lex luther in forever evil um you know where he where he was uh you know he was fighting with the Justice mm-hmm. League as opposed to against the Justice League, even though they've got different uh, motivations. And Lex Luthor still feels like he is the, you know, the, you know, perfect human. I really liked the portrayal of that character I did there. Too. You know, I think there have yeah. been some great Lex uh, stories up until mm-hmm. two years. Maybe, maybe it was Bendis. Maybe it was Snyder. Well, know, and I, I think... I, yeah, I think it's that Justice League story from Snyder. Now that you're, yeah. now that you mentioned it, it wasn't Bendis, um, but Bendis didn't re- remediate any of that. 
where he became Apex Luther or whatever yeah. the hell that uh, that name was. And I just hated it. I did, too. So this yeah. was just a nice return to rich guy Lex Luther. You know, we, yeah. we've also seen that in the pages of Tom Taylor's Superman book. So, yep. you know, this is not to say that characters can't evolve and because they certainly can. But this is that this is where Lex is comfortable for me. Um, right. You know, I'm, I'm fine with him in the green suit. I'm fine with him, you know, being super villainy as long as he's also rich guy. E. But when Lex Luthor gets into the, you know, gets the cosmic powers and becomes a, you know, a Mr. Fantastic type stretchy creature monster, that that's not the Lex that works for me. Um, yeah. so it, 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 I will say Batman 119 was, I know we're talking about Lex Luthor in a Batman book, but that, that was what made me buy that book. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. yeah, I've always liked Lex and uh, Bruce interacting because it is nice to flip the villain sometimes. Yeah, I'd watch a I'd watch a succession like show where rich people are doing horrible things to rich people. Yeah, with, with bring with, it with Bruce Wayne and Lex Luthor. <laughs> I'd see it. You maybe could, maybe yeah. they could be the new world's finest. You bring in Ted Cord and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, bring in the Ted Mr. Cord. Terrific, mm-hmm. rich people of the DC universe. Warner HBO like Max. Give me a call. You can even get Michael Rosenbaum back for uh, Lex Luthor because that's kind of how they draw him in this issue. But, you know, well, go ahead. Paul convinced me to pick up Batman Detective Comics number uh, 1047. But, you know, so I I do want to say before Mm -hmm. we go into the story, regardless of the Uh story. Uh-huh. The art on this book is hot. Oh, it is. It, the, 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 the art is <laughs> Inside gorgeous. And out. I completely agree. Beautiful cover, uh, terrific pages. Uh, I don't even, I don't think I even caught who was drawing this book as, as much as I'm. Oh, is, is it Ivan Rice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, the artwork's gorgeous. Um, I hated this book. I absolutely hated this book. Um, and I am sure that the 12 week story they're going to be telling. And by the way, $5 an issue for 12 weeks. Um, it's a little steep. Yeah, I'm hoping that was just the first part and that it's not all that way. Mm. Um, I am sure the overall story will be great, but this, this was set up in this book and, you know, a lot of, of sort of glimpses and what all, and I just, it really didn't do anything for me. With the exception of the backup book. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong book. Am I thinking of the wrong book? The House of Gotham stuff at the back of this one? Oh, yeah. The House of Gotham stuff at the back of the book. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. The backup story was great. Um, I, I got a big kick out of that. But the uh, the the setup for Shadow of the Bat, the 12-issue um, uh, maxi series they're doing in Detective Comics, did not care for it one little bit, Paul. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about this. So I'm going to start with your commentary on House of Gotham, because um, mm-hmm. I agree. House of Gotham, the the backup feature, uh, written by Matthew Rosenberg, um, with art by Fernando Blanco. Uh-huh. If you liked that, then I highly recommend, especially because you're on a DC Universe Infinite, checking out the current uh, run on Joker. Okay, because it is same feel. Um, yeah, as that you know, very similar. Um, you know, just storytelling it's not the same writer actually i think michael matthew rosenberg may be a co-writer on that joker book now that i think about it so that may be why there's similarities but really yeah. if you like that in the joker book which is one of my favorite books on the stands um monthly is is definitely up your alley and because you're because universe is uh, six months behind you could probably get the first arc there now hmm. um i i actually liked 
the opening story. Um, I shouldn't say the main story, Shadows of the Bat, part one. Right, um, right. But where my struggle with it was, so basically, you know, for, for any, just to get people caught up, this is the story of Arkham Tower, which has just been built in Gotham City, moving the criminals of Gotham outside from, you know, Arkham uh, Asylum, which has been destroyed uh, during Infinite Frontier, I think, and bringing them, you know, in, in, in the middle of Gotham in a, in, a, in a maximum security tower where they can be rehabilitated. And into modern medicine, right? Yeah, modern medicine, right? Modern yeah. technology, modern medicine. Um, you know, with you know the caveat that we don't know where the medicine's coming from. Um, yeah, you know, it seems like it may be coming illegal. Now, I'm fine. You know, I, I I was fine with the setup. Where where I struggled with this book was on page twelve. Um, so we we get this setup, and then on page twelve, you know, we jump ahead to Arkham Tower day twenty four. Uh huh. Where the shit has hit the fan. Right, <laughs> the lunatics Hard. have, have Hard. you know Arkham Tower is on fire. The lunatics have you know have, have taken over. Nightwing and Stephanie Brown are stuck somewhere in the tower, um, probably without you know their their costumes. And I'm like, and so you you see the setup here is basically that we're gonna get the lead up to what happened, right. but also essentially the Shadows of the Bat storyline is basically going to be the Batman version of, except without Batman, Die Hard in this right. Arkham Tower, which I'm actually on board for. I wish, it, if as long as it's not $5 an issue, I like that idea. What I struggled with is that I, I feel like this book should have been flipped in, in, in that, because in the way that the book was told, you get this setup that Arkham Tower was being built, and on page 12, shit's already gone awry. I'm like... Jesus Christ, like literally within right. the first half of the book, you're already tearing down this new status quo. I wish they had flipped this book to have the ending, you know, the, the part where things are going awry as foreshadowing and then had the build up to how we get there. Because the way it was told basically just felt stupid. Like, okay, why do, like you literally, this is only like the second or third appearance of this Arkham Tower thing and you're already... You know, it's already failing. And it feels like well, that just felt silly to me from a Let's concept. face it. We all knew it was a horrible idea yeah, moving them see, in the middle of the city. Yeah, but you kind of want to see that thing last like six months <laughs> before, you know, you have your first storyline that it's not working. Right. right. I, I mean, at least for me, you know, don't don't establish a new status quo and then break it down in the first appearance right. of the status quo. That just feels stupid. Um, well, and it, it, this felt very much to me like the queue up to... Uh, 52 yeah you know the 52 week maxi series that dc did way back when that i fucking love but you know i i i got super annoyed at how you know glimpse here glimpse there and i'm like just tell me the story you know don't don't sell me on the remaining 11 weeks tell me the story and hook me that way and yeah. and that's what they didn't do yeah no i get it you know i mean i definitely struggled with the way like i said for me I liked the idea. I didn't like the way it was told. Um, if the next issue is $4, then I may pick it up. If it's $5, then what I'll do is I'll, because it's a weekly book, mm -hmm. then I'll just wait till all the issues are, are, are 99 cents and read yeah. this entire story for $12 versus yeah. 60, you know, or you could wait till it hits infinity or, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, like I said, there's a lot, uh, there's a, for me, the art was wonderful. There were aspects of it that I definitely liked. I just, you know, for, you know, there may, I don't know, maybe this story feels like it would have been better served maybe as a summer event book mm -hmm. than, hey, we just set up Arkham Tower 
and we're tearing it down. Yeah. <laughs> like immediately. It just, like, that just didn't strike me as a, as a, a smart way to introduce that concept. Agreed. So another book that I struggled with, Aaron, is <laughs> Justice League Incarnate. Right. Um, you know, we've talked about how this book, to, you know, you, you even mentioned 52, right? This mm-hmm. book kind of feels like a, a 52 type book where you've got multiple simultaneous stories going on. Um, and I will tell you, I really struggled to get into the mindset, the right mindset to read this book because, you know, it's just a cluster. <laughs> it's hard to take it seriously. It's, it's so uh, much and, and, to, you know, so much happens simultaneously and uh-huh. you've got stupid cartoony characters and different types of art. And it's just like so, so much is happening on, it, it feels like three issues jammed into the, the span of one issue. Well, and it's it, it. You should be if Dark Side's involved, you should be terrified, right? Yeah. There should be doom. There should be horror. There should be all kinds of just horrible, horrible things going on. Um, but you shouldn't be. There, there is always a, a certain level of absurdity when the new gods are involved, right? Mm-hmm. But the it shouldn't be so absurd that you that there that there are no stakes, and that. Uh, you know, you, you don't feel that, that, you know, our characters are at risk. Um, but there's so much comedy on the page. Um, I had a hard time with it. I mean, it it feels like they're, they're leaning more and more into the absurd, the further the story goes along. Um, you know, it's one thing to have captain carrot on the team. And I, and I, I have seen where they have, you know, given a lot of, uh, of texture and tone, to uh captain carrot yeah but then they they you know continue to uh have all of these ridiculous elements in the story and of course in this issue at the core of it is that um uh president superman and dr multiverse come into essentially our universe right and the only way they can communicate back to their own universe is by creating a comic book. Oh, that uh-huh. sounds horrible. I am so and, glad I dropped this after the first issue. And spoilers, their editor is Darkseid in disguise. Um this this book was terrible. It was. It was ter- it was terrible and you know, I hate to say it because I'm what? How many issues into There's this only thing? Two left. <laughs> I'm out. I, I I mean, I I'm hard out. This this book was terrible. And you, you know, know why it's extra painful? Because the series it replaced that it uh-huh. that led up right to it was so good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's just it, it's it's just stupid. And I think yeah. that's been you know I think maybe that's been my struggle with it from the beginning is like wow like are can you just take a minute to like you're I guess you're maybe you're trying to ape Grant Morrison but you're not doing it well. I don't know. <laughs> it just this book is just. It's yeah. just a dumb book, and I and I hate to say that because I was so excited for Dark Side, but you know, there's no, there's no real emotion or character development or anything because it's just nonstop stupid shit being thrown at you. Well, you know, when you're doing these kind of you know big multiverse stories, it's your opportunity to just do something really out of left field and do something cool. And what they did is just decided to be absurd and silly, and that's not what I'm looking for. You know, if you're going to, I mean, the, you know, the Thomas Wayne Batman in a kitty comic is not a lot of fun for me. That's fun for a page, right? And yeah. then make it stop because I was, you know, to, as, as frustrated as Thomas Wayne was 
in that page, I was more so, (laughs) you know, Um, but I tell you what, a book that is three issues in and has not, uh, uh, has, has, has not let me down is, has emerged as the first thing that I read when it comes out is Dark Knights of Steel. Um, third issue is just fantastic. Um, I, I, I freaking love this book. I love this take on the characters. Uh, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is, you know, an alternate universe, uh, take on our characters and it's doing exactly what I'm complaining about. Justice League incarnate does not do. It takes things seriously. There are stakes. We're getting to see our characters in new and different ways. I fucking love this book. Yeah. It is everything that is great about the best of the elseworld stories exactly exactly so paul what did you think i loved it you know i mean yeah. you know it, tom taylor he, i don't want to say he can do no wrong but i mean he is just firing on all cylinders right now and yeah dark knights of steel is just so strong especially like you said compared to what we were just talking about with justice league incarnate um it's a story that takes its time to breathe, but mm-hmm. doesn't feel like decompressed storytelling. Well, and three issues in and something happens in this issue that I, I, I would not have expected based on what we saw in the previous issue. Yeah. You know, I, and I don't want to spoil anything because I, you know, I, I think, it, I, I think that this is one of those stories that folks need to go in fresh. I, I just, I, I really enjoy this book. Yeah, like all the best Elseworld stories, it is free to introduce characters and kill characters. Yeah. Even though I, you know, I know we're referring to this as an Elseworlds book, and I'm very, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if it is, you know, I'm starting to wonder if we're, if, you know, because, you know, DC was, is pretty heavily hyping this book. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have an Elseworlds tag. It doesn't have a Black Series tag. You know, it doesn't say that it's on Earth 256 or anything like that. I'm I'm wondering if we're seeing something similar to what was it, sixteen oh eight or whatever the Marvel book, yeah, um, where maybe maybe this is more tied to the universe than we realize, and I could be wrong in that, you know. I well, mean, we're only it, three issues in, and there's no hint of it, but I'm I'm starting to wonder, hmm, you know, maybe maybe there's more. Sixteen oh two was the Marvel book where right, you know right. it, it, very similar, honestly. Um, it was written by Neil Gaiman, art by Andy Kubert that had the Marvel characters in, you know, 1602, um, you know, kind of revamped. But it wasn't an Elseworlds tale. It was, you know, it, it did find, you know, ties to the actual Marvel Universe. And I'm wondering if this will end up being something similar. Maybe not, though. Well, I, I think it's it's success will dictate. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Uh, you know how how in how laced into the DC universe it will be, but it th- doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it's clearly a multiverse story. Yeah. Um. It's, and it's and great. I, I it it feels like it's doing really well. Um. I this is one of those books that's going to be gorgeous collected. Uh, I just I, I love this book and, and I, I, I really recommend it. And the, and the nice thing about this type of storytelling is that, yes, it rewards people who have a lot of understanding of DC continuity and character. But I think this is new reader friendly as well. You could go in this not knowing anything about any of these characters and appreciate it because it's just a damn good story. You get you are infinitely rewarded, though, by knowing, you know, uh, how these characters relate and how their powers work, etc., um, I, 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 it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I rather well, enjoy I like it. But, the introduction of Superman's sister, right? Yeah, yeah. I it, yeah. that's a lot of fun, and you know, completely, 
you know, you don't know what to expect from her, her being a new character and all. And uh, she does a lot of very surprising things, in in my opinion. But go ahead. ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, you go. I was just going to I was going to carry us on over to Thor and say not nearly as fun, not nearly as surprising, not nearly as enjoyable. And I'm hard out on Thor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am as well. Yeah, I uh, I don't know how many times I can read the same story. Exactly. I am so sick of Thor has hammer problems. Thor and Odin are fighting. (laughs) Well, they make a pill for that. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently no one's told Thor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, So, and and, you know, honestly, this is the same story. We just, they they even acknowledged the whole thing about um, Donald Blake, right? How Donald Blake went insane, you know, and, and and betrayed Thor. And um, and now we're basically seeing the same story, except Mjolnir Uh has gone insane and is betraying Thor. And well, and and it. now he's the god. Mjolnir is the god of hammers. Spoilers, by yeah. the way. And, and destroyed I, Broxton. Yeah, I just yeah. It is a yeah. poor man that blames his tools. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think the only way that uh, that this is remediated is that the god of wrenches will have to show up. <laughs> I uh, I'm out. I think I, I, yeah. I you know, which is a shame because I do like Donny Cates. Yeah. Uh, but wow, like, and and I even liked the start of this arc. Uh huh. But I just it did not. It is stupid not going well. <laughs> stupid fucking book. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Seems to be one step forward, two steps back with Odin. Um. I, I and I mean I get that's the way a lot of relationships work, but I feel like we're just retreading the same tire every time we have Thor and Odin on the page. Yeah, even if it's a re- believable relationship between mm-hmm. an estranged father and son, I don't care. I don't want to read about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, boy. You know, it's funny. I, I think last week we, we loved just about everything we read. And this week, you know, uh, Dark Knights of Steel, I think, is the only thing that I got a kick out of this week. I like Batman. <laughs> well, I, I liked the backup in Detective. Yeah, well, a, and we also didn't talk about some books that we love just to not be repetitive. True. You know, we we did right. enjoy Superman, Son of Kal El, World right. of Krypton, World of Krypton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so there, there's some good stuff out there, and you know, yeah. hopefully this coming week we'll have some more good stuff with Peacemaker starting this week on HBO Max. I don't know if you guys saw the new Red Band trailer, but it, it, it really it looks really good. I am very I excited. Didn't Peacemaker. see it, but I am so excited for the show. Yeah, it's 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 very much a James Gunn show. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. All righty. Well, you know, we want to know what you thought about this week's books. How much did you hate Thor? We want to know. Give us a call. 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. If we use your voicemail on the show, you can win a coveted, valuable ideology of madness surprise. You can also hit us up on social media, IOMGeek, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What a deal. Well, hey, guys, uh, let's uh, try not to hate quite so many books next week. And uh, oh, actually, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not talking about new comics next week. We're talking about the comics of 2021 next week in the 13th, 13th 14th? 14th, I think it's 14th, 14th annual Funny Book Awards. The so, only com- uh, join us back here for the funnies and uh, we're going to give away some hardware. Maybe the God of Wrenches will show up. <laughs> Probably not. Not that terrible God of Pliers. I hate that guy. That guy's an asshole. <laughs> See you then. Bye. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. 
Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.